Femi Kuti, and you are listening to NYC Radio Live. You're listening to NYC Radio Live. David Ellen Bogan here. I hope I hope you're doing well. This was a important episode. Uh, we were all shocked. Everybody that knew this luminous being went by the name of Madeline Yayo Deli Nelson. We were all really shocked when um, we heard that she passed away suddenly. And um, with just a few hours to go, I, I realized I had a radio show and, and reached out to a few people who knew her and loved her a lot. A lot of them were not able to make it. Ayo Deli, her son, Joan Ashley, Kevin Nathaniel, Ron McBee were all people who were there in spirit for sure. And um, we were lucky that Dana Hanchard could make it, John Carlo Luigi, Karen Calder, Marsha Perry Starks, and Luma Day. And later in the Baba Donnie joined us, and we just played the music and celebrated the life of Madeline Yayo Deli Nelson, and if you don't know her music, though, you might have heard it without knowing it, um, I still think you might enjoy this episode because uh, she led such a beautiful life and she was such a beautiful person that just hearing the stories and hearing people talk about her is instructive in itself. I, I got to know her through playing with her, with Dana Hanchard, and she was always so encouraging and, and lovely. You know, she would always find a place for a compliment and say, you know, I love the way that you play that guitar. And she was so sweet. She made music seem effortless, and um, yeah, to know her was to love her, and we were lucky to have known her. If if you would like to attend the memorial service, there is one September 30th at 4 p.m. at Symphony Space, and they request that you do not wear black. This is an occasion to wear whites or, or bright colors. And um, yeah, so I to start, we just set up a stereo mic right in the middle of the KCR studio. And um, Luma Day and Karen Calder and Marsha Perry Starks and Dana Hanchard and Giancarlo Luigi uh, just played a little bit so this was live on the radio and then we just talked and and played her music and uh, celebrated uh, a beautiful life
right, you're listening to WKCR 89.9 FM, New York. Um, before we set up some live recordings and, and go back into the studio, maybe you guys, do you guys want to play one more thing for us? Sure. Would you mind? And if you want to use vocals, this is the mic.
Tributo a Yayo Dele. Tributo a Yayo Dele. A tribute to Madeline Yayo Dele Nelson. All right, that was some live music from our studio here at WKCR. Um, a little tribute from our friends here for the for Madeline Yayo Deli. So here's Shaker A Samba. Give me a sec while I disconnect some stuff, <laughs> some wires, and connect others. Uh, we'll be back with the music of Madeline Yayo Deli Nelson. Umoja Unity Kuji Jagulia Self-Determination Ujima Collective Work and Responsibility Ujamaa Cooperative Economics Nia Purpose Kuumba Creativity Imani Faith These are the Nguzo Saba The Seven Principles of Kwanzaa Come celebrate with us. Adopted as the anthem of the African National Congress in 1925, this has become the anthem of people of African descent throughout the world. Sapoloyo, 
of ancient forests, we hear the distant voices of our ancestors. Thank you. 
The Shona people of Zimbabwe have played mbira, an instrument with deep spiritual connotations, for well over a thousand years. Mbira is the national instrument of Zimbabwe. Calabash heard this song one night in Guyane, French Guyana. Originally sung by enslaved Africans, it was passed down to their children and later generations. A rough translation is, even though we're here in these terrible conditions, we're still the same proud, noble people we always were. Oh, my God. 
Ashe. So, um, yeah. Uh, I guess we're all kind of shocked that someone so vital and and um, warm and loving is is not with us in a certain sense anymore. Um, Giancarlo, um, you were a student of of Madeline. What 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 words come to to your mind when you think of of who she was as a person? Wow. Um, a, a living link in a tradition of music and and culture and a great ambassador of the arts. Uh, a very bright and shining. Um, being uh, uh, a radiant uh, uh, teacher, uh, so selfless, touched so many, so many hundreds. I think of thousands of people. You know, taught so many, so many. Uh, yeah, those are some of the things I think of when I yeah. think of you. Yeah, and. Um, Karen, like you, you started playing with Yayo. When when was when we, when did your relationship start oh with man, her? I started playing with Yayo in two thousand five, and that's when I was asked to join Women of the Calabash, and I knew no Shakeray at that time. <laughs> um, she knew that I could drum, and then she said, "Well, but can you sing?" I'm like, "Well, it's been a long time, <laughs> but um, I can." harmonize and I just started taking classes and learning and you know Shakeray and then in beer and we played Crin we played Bells and it was just an expansion of the things that I was able to do on stage I mean my background is, is as a dancer so I did African dance so the rhythms were familiar but to be able to move into this area that I could do as an elder, or as I became one, um, you know, it just gave me so much more richness to, to my whole life, you know, on top of my performance career. But so she was, she was extremely special, and I, 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 I can't even do anything more right now but to take some deep breaths. Yeah. There's something about her teaching style um, in, in, in official lessons and in non-official lessons that was so gentle. Mm-hmm. She had a way of letting you know something without your feeling the slightest bit inferior. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Definitely. You know, I, I used to struggle with the intimidation of singing with Dana Hanchard, who's here, <laughs> and Madeline. <laughs> it was like a, an anxiety nightmare <laughs> because we would sing, we would sing like <laughs> something like like uh, a song, a song of freedom, like redemption song, and Dana would sing for like five minutes, this big, huge intro, and then me and Madeline were supposed to come in, mm-hmm. and I would mess it up every time. <laughs> 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 and and she would just say, "You don't have to come up to my note, you know, like <laughs> like like it was a choice, you know. It's very sweet the way she would put it. Like, no, you don't have to do that. It's so lovely. I wonder if someone could talk about just her home and and what it was like to enter Madeline's home. Oh, wow, oh boy. <laughs> first, first, you had to clean the street off you. 
<laughs> that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you explain what you, that's Dana Hancher, right? Well, you, 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 had to, you had to wash yourself yeah. at the door. Yeah. And uh, before you came upstairs, um, wash yourself with fruits of earth, with yeah. beans and... A cleansing, yeah. coins, sometimes it be coins. A corn, of, yeah. Uh, and um, it was always, I mean, I always called it, I called it the Shaker A Sabbath because yeah. it was that, it was, it was very special. And uh, yeah, she was, uh, wow, beyond. I stopped at Westbeth today where she was. It's a big artist community. And uh, from the doorman to the engineer to the people, the residents, like, the wind was kicked out of them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, you know, when there's certain people that are kind of like the glue that brings things together, mm -hmm. you know, and I kind of feel her in that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Her, her home was like a museum, too. Yeah. And so you'd walk in, go up those long stairs in West Beth, and then she had a wall of instruments. I've never seen anything like this in, in another home. And, and drums from every part of the world. And you say, Yayo, what's this? And go, oh, yeah, here, let me show you. And she'd pick it up and start playing this rhythm. She, it's one of the, she was like an encyclopedia of music. She had so many traditions at hand that she would convey. Uh, again, so rare. I know few people with that kind of amplitude, <laughs> you know? In, mm -hmm. in, in breadth of knowledge of African music, uh, I, that's one very important part of her legacy, I think. Mm. That, that, that vision, that holding of Africa <laughs> mm -hmm. in the way that she did musically and then communicating it, conveying it, to so many. Right. Now she started that group, Women of the Calabash, in 1978. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, you know, I think the world has come around to her, her view of, mm -hmm. of African music as just a, a pillar of, of humanity's mm -hmm. accomplishments. Um, I wonder if you guys have insight about how whether that was more radical and, and what role she was playing in New York City in 1978, mm. keeping this music alive. It, it seemed like you couldn't go to a store and buy an Imbira at that mm. time, you know. Mm. And I don't know if, if you, you might have, Marsha, you might have some insight about those. Not really, because that was before me. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Um, I didn't even come to New York City till 1980. Okay. And... I guess met Madeline somewhere in the mid-80s. I can't put my finger exactly on it, but somewhere, 85, 86 maybe, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. um, so pre-1980, I can't speak about. Mm -hmm. and, right. I wasn't, and I wasn't, quote-unquote, into African music per se. I mean, I liked a lot of stuff, right. but I'm just a little girl from Detroit. I didn't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. Uh, talk on this mic, please, because that one's broken, actually. Oh, okay. 
This is uh, Lumide here. Yeah, I'm, uh, I guess I'm the elder here. Mm. <laughs> um, I met Madeline uh, before she played Shaker Ray. All right. Uh, we used to go to the teacher of all teachers at that time was James Hawthorne Chief Bay. Oh, yeah. And we used to meet on uh, 1565 Pacific Street in Brooklyn. And one of the first people to give me that inspiration and the father of her son was a brother named Abby O'Doon. And he was very inspirational like Madeline was. But what I loved about Madeline was she was a pioneer. Mm. She didn't step backwards. She didn't go left. She didn't go right. She was straight ahead. Mm. And she loved people mm. regardless. Mm. And it's very interesting because the last uh, year and a half, even though we've known each other back in the mid mid to early 70s, uh, I came in to her home in West Beth and did workshops with her. And a matter of fact, two weeks ago, she came to my class and took the class and said, I'll be here next week. But I won't be here next week because I have an appointment. I said, okay. And uh, we talked about the music, we talked about creating. She talked about her, her camp that she went to in the summertime and how much she loved those children mm. and how she was able to share her experiences with them. So she was a very, she was a pioneer and very, very forward and in her sincerity, she was sincere mm -hmm. about what she did. Yeah, it makes me, one thing you brought up, I always thought of, of Yayo as very bright, childlike wonder. Yeah. See her play sometimes, like she'd be playing, working something out in a beer or something, and she just, a smile, a smile that would come upon her, like a like a child, this childlike wonder. It's so rare. It's so rare to to maintain all her. I mean, as long as I, you know, I, I met her in two thousand and then forward. But that that just her inquisitiveness as an artist and a musician is very inspiring. Her openness, her ear, uh, her deep soul, her feel, her feel for music. Was uh, very profound, very profound. Rehearsing in her space was like playtime. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like, oh, we get to be creative. We get to, you know, first of all, that wall of instruments was just amazing. Mm. Um, you could mm. lift down whatever shake ray mm. she had there mm. that she had made, and <laughs> you know, let's play this one or. Now let's play the crin this time. Or no, let's put those away. Play the drums. Mm -hmm. Or let's let's work on the bells. And mm -hmm. it was just so. Or let's sing. Okay, let's work on the song that we've been working on. And 
you had a chance to touch so many different areas of creativity and have fun. It was just so much fun. So, yeah, so I think that's what she brought to everybody, you know. Um, yeah. She took delight in music in every, in every aspect. So that it never, never ever felt like a, there was no suffering <laughs> with music, mm. you know. There was no, you know, things could get complex, but it wasn't complex. Mm. The complexity was in the layers, mm. but that happens naturally, mm -hmm. you know. But she didn't sweat music mm. like, you know, it was a joy for her. I guess... I also, it's important to, to note, just for folks listening, uh, and you asked me my thoughts about Yayo Dele. So I knew her as a Shekre teacher, and I, she, she did many things she sang, and she d drummed, she was a djembe player. Um, but what I think of as her, her school of Shekre was very unique, and I, I always refer to it as a vocal school. To She would make songs and rhythms with different voicings of shekras pitched in at different points of a scale, quote-unquote. And she'd take a room full of people of all skills every Sunday. <laughs> uh, when we met at 11 a.m., 11.30, you know. And from beginning to advanced students, she'd have very accomplished percussionists, very accomplished shekra players and beginning players all in the same circle. That's rare on the one hand, to harmonize, to be able to sustain that space, to hold that space. And then to teach vocal shakere songs. And what I mean by that is to voice, right? That's what we call it, to, to, to draw voice out of a shakere mm. is very rare. I've, so few people have experienced that. We're usually familiar with the but we're less very I think less people have heard the and then the conversation absolutely that she taught and this was one of her key concepts the principles key principles of her school of her method the conversation between voices this is something that as a musician has served me, hmm. is one of her great, great lessons to me. And, and how everybody in the circle has a voice and finds it or discovers it with, with skill and time and patience. And yeah, I don't, I'm not sure how old she was, and she probably wouldn't want us to even be talking about it <laughs> anyway. But it is remarkable that kind of what you mentioned, that the ability, you know, they say as you get older, your mind gets more rigid and you can get into certain, but she somehow was able to maintain that playfulness that you spoke of mm -hmm. and, and um, not not fall into this kind of rigidity either with her music or, or just being with her you know she could she would point, point oh is that, that's the most incredible tree i've ever seen <laughs> this kind of stuff you know well i remember and i wonder if uh, who here took her up on this homework assignment i i never was able to do it but she would ask her students to make up a rhythm do you guys remember that? and so i remember a shaker rhythm so uh oh i forget 
feel it, she got that funk on. She got that funk. Feel it, she got. Feel it, she got. Feel it, she got. Feel it, she got that funk on. She got that funk. Feel it, she got. Feel it, she got. Feel it, she got. And what I'm singing is actually a shaker rhythm. Mm -hmm. And so I never right? met Phyllis. <laughs> but she got that funk. And she, <laughs> she passed it on to you. She made that rhythm up. And I remember she would ask people to bring her rhythms. And I remember someone brought her like the Flamenco's 12 rhythm and put it on shaker, transposed it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and there's all these other rhythms that she was ever, again, she was encyclopedic in her knowledge of rhythms from around the world and songs. She was she was a song collector, mm -hmm. uh, and 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 and, a, and a, like a canon. Do you know what I mean by that? She would travel and and say, "Oh, hey, dig this song I heard from Puerto Rico." I was, yeah, I can vouch for that one. <laughs> and other many other countries. If I could, this is Marsha Perry Starks. Um, if I could kind of speak to what you're saying, Giancarlo, um, being a, uh, Yayo being a, a song collector, she often spoke about how you know she'd be in a cab, you know she'd come across some person, particularly of African um, heritage, mm. and she would ask him, "Oh, you know, brother, where are you from?" Da -da 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 -da. <laughs> or, you know, or some situation, and she said, "Well, oh." Teach me a song from your country, mm. Mm -hmm. you know, and however she notated it so that she could get the pronunciations correct, and that's what would eventually get incorporated into mm. the show. Mm. Um, mm. If, if I may, mm. a little bit, Please. quickly. Uh, my evolution, uh, coming to New York, seeking, you know, theater mm -hmm. and all of that good stuff. Uh, not that it died. But um, someone that I got to be friends with, and I'm still very good friends with, um, Hangout Buddy. He and I went to a show of his choosing. I didn't know where we were going. We went to this show, The Women of the Calabash. Mm. Whoa. Mm. Mind blown. My mind was blown. Like, <laughs> who are these sisters? What? Calabash? What's a calabash? And of course, I'm looking at it like, well, you know, like, okay. So, um, big impression. Fast forward, had some other, um, like Karen, not on her level, but I was into dance. And, you know, take class here and there. Um, had the opportunity, I think, if I'm accurate, I think that was 1989. Um, I went to a workshop at the Omega Institute upstate, and I thought I was enrolling in a particular one, and as it turned out, uh, there was some mix-up, and I wasn't enrolled in it anyway, but it was Arts Week, and I had the choice of several other classes, and I took Drums of Passion, or Latunji. Mm -hmm. um, that was the day that a shaker got put in my hands. Okay, and so I'm just, you know, I'm a rhythmic person, I'm a music person, so I just started going chick, 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 I don't know what I was doing, chick, 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 you know. That was, but that was the first time I had a shaker in my hand. Going forward, found out, back in New York now, or back in the city, found out that Madeline was teaching a, a shaker 
making class at the Museum of Natural History. So I enrolled in that class. By the way, I also enrolled in another class that was an embira-making workshop, mm-hmm. which turned out to be like <laughs> Woodshop 101 with Kevin Hilton. Kevin Nathaniel. Hilton. Kevin Nathaniel. Who would be Hilton, here. And Hassan Bakar. Oh, shout out, shout sending out. Sending y'all love. <laughs> <laughs> so I took these two classes for wow. like, I think one was three weeks and one was four weeks. But anyway, so at the end of the sessions, however many they were, with Madeline, she certainly let everybody know that she had a class that she had to learn to play the shaker on Sundays. Mm-hmm. So I started going to that, you know, here and there. Um, between her and certainly Kevin Hilton, and on a, on a, on a very foundational level, uh, Baba Uriel Charles, they hooked me up, mm-hmm. seriously. Um, the next time I, Madeline saw me, I don't know how many years passed, it wasn't a lot, but a few, and she saw me play, and she was like, whoa, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, which said a lot, and I appreciated that, and um, Dance Africa was coming up, the 16th anniversary, I believe that was 93, if I have my years right, I think I do, and she approached me and asked if I would be interested in appearing with the group. She felt that the the, uh, stage at the Brooklyn Academy of Music was rather expansive. She felt better having four people sort of span the stage as opposed to three. Okay, so we did the show, um, and then she offered me the opportunity to work with the group in whatever capacity I felt comfortable. You know, if you wanted to be a full member, if you wanted to be a swing, whatever it was, I was like, yeah. (laughs) So that started an 11-year association, which led to lots of other things. I mean, it's just been, you sometimes have to pause and look, you know, all this stuff has happened. You go, oh, (laughs) wow. So um, summarizing Yaya Dele, she is very genteel. Mm. I, I can't come up with a better word. Mm. You know, like kind, very patient, mm. just a gentle per gentle mm. soul, mm-hmm. you know. Regal, so, yeah, regal. I'm still not fully in my body yet. Mm. Just, you know, getting that news, I'm, I'm, I'm not here, I'm not yet. I'm, I'm kind of out here someplace, you know. I'm not feeling it, not yet. Right. You know, I'll have my moment, but. There were some, she told me a few stories of her childhood, and I'm trying to get them straight. I don't know if you guys can help me. So she was she was born, was it in Michigan? Where is she from originally? Pittsburgh. Down Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, okay. And then I know, I remember that the, there was lifeguarding involved. There was camp oh, yeah. that she loved. <laughs> oh, yeah, she oh, used yeah. to teach swimming lessons. That's right. The story that comes to my mind, not in the independence part mm-hmm. of it, but the shakery part of it. Mm-hmm. It's still early Yayo. Um, I remember her telling me that she, I don't remember the year, but she worked on a film. It was The Miseducation of Sonny Carson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about that? Mm-hmm. And she was the barber. 
she was cutting all the young men's hair mm. for the film. And I don't remember a specific person, but someone or some persons had this instrument. And she found out it was a shakery. Wow. That's how she discovered the shakery. And she wanted to learn to play it. But the males refused to teach her. Someone in particular, I don't remember the name, but this person said he would not teach her how to play it, but I'll teach you how to make it. Mm. Isn't that odd? Mm -hmm. That was her evolution. Mm. She got to be so adept at making shaker race because oh. this guy taught her how to make it, but wouldn't teach her how to play it. That's wow. just really strange. Yeah. But, but it's like, reminds me like, teach someone how to fish, you know? <laughs> Something like, you know. I won't feed you, but I'll teach you how to fish. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Maybe, yeah, but um, yeah, and I also remember that the the hair cutting was one of the early ways that she started making money, and mm -hmm. I think it might have been what brought her to New York City or something mm. like that, or how she kept afloat when she got here. She yeah, was, she I remember mentioned. saying that. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So she was a phys ed teacher. Was a phys, phys ed, ed teacher. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and I think, if I'm remembering correctly, with the phys ed teaching, I think she encountered some racism in that school, and, and, and that's what, she left the, the profession because of that mm -hmm. reason, or she left the school district or something, and mm -hmm. she, was, she was repeatedly getting uh, in trouble for something, or something like that, I remember her mm -hmm. telling. She lived a life of great service, mm -hmm. you know, and... Uh, it's funny because when I, I was around, I couldn't manage to make my way to the building yet. I was approaching the building. I said, you know, let me head to the river. And I said, no, let me, <laughs> let me just keep walking around. Then there was this little shop that had these like handmade things. And I walked in there pretty, you know, all these overpriced, you know, handmade bits, um, furniture, rugs, that kind of thing. And I told the shopkeeper about her and, you know, this person who lived right around the corner and about her work with the Shakerays. And I said, you know, you ought to play her music. I promise the sun's going to come out today <laughs> if you play it. Um, so she got it on there, you know, but it, it made me, you know, with all the changes around the city, all the gentrification and everything, and, it, you know, walking into that place, walking into some of these other places, they don't touch what it felt like walking into Madeline Yayo Deli's house. Mm -hmm. No clue. Mm -hmm. No clue. Mm -hmm. when, I, when I gave the, the news to Dana, uh, she said, we're losing the best and that we got to be better. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 No yeah. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. You've got to hold her, hold her end up now. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. We 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 step into a different role in the tradition, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I don't think uh she probably never spent a day in her life uh just reading news on her phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or or any other ways that we may may steer our lives in the in the wrong energetic direction, you know. Maybe that was the benefit of of you know, being her age, and I mean, she did, she did, actually, you know, she sent me a text 
maybe a day or two, maybe you got that from her. A day or two before she passed, she sent this silly thing on Facebook <laughs> message about the death of common sense. <laughs> Did she send that to you? Yeah. She always sends these silly things, and I, you know, I felt bad for not responding, but uh, it seemed like, you know, I almost took it like, here's someone who doesn't know how to use the internet very well, like, <laughs> like sending this message. But I'm going to find it right maybe now. Maybe while you're looking for it, maybe you're like me. Sometimes somebody will send me a message, and it just, I just absorb it. It doesn't, it doesn't warrant mm-hmm. a response. It's just, it just absorb right. what you say. Let's see if we can find it. It's so mm. recent. Mm. Um. I remember... <clears throat> How she surprised me would be in class. She'd be, you know, she'd sing a samba. She'd sing a bomba. She'd sing, a, you know, all these style, different style of music. I love when she, when she'd sing like 50s, 60s soul tunes. You know, like, will you, will you still love me tomorrow? <laughs> oh man, her version oh, yeah. of "Will You Still Love Me Tomorrow," <laughs> Marsha Perry. Wait, hold on, hold oh. on. Do we have fun in rehearsal or what? Oh my God! Yes, okay. we have fun mm. in rehearsal. Mm. 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 Any one of now I'm speaking about Alakande now. Ah, uh, oh. <laughs> don't wow. Ashley, don't Ashley, we love you. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Some Sister of our Joe. material comes right out of just having fun. Mm. Somebody strikes up a song, everybody mm-hmm. jump in, find their part, and then we just develop it. Am I, am I kidding? Yeah, that's okay. It, Serious, just like that. It could be any one of us at any time. Mm. <laughs> we just start singing something. Yeah. Mm. Mm. yeah. Mm. Deep feel. Mm-hmm. Deep. Mm-hmm. You it's say just that I'm the only <laughs> one. Oh, oh. Her uh, range, too. Her range was ridiculous. Yeah, because oh, she, she had like kind of, it's a bit like, Tenor, bass, if you she couldn't hit down. the top, she'd hit the top. Okay, she but could, she could also yes. go high. Yeah, she had. What was her range? Who it knows? It was just huge. You just <laughs> find that spot. Seriously, it was great. It was. <laughs> I, I keep saying that when I was brought into the group, okay, it was uh, Yayo and uh, Nirvana, mm. and they, well, can you sing? You know. Like yeah okay I can mm-hmm. I can harmonize some you know and I'm figuring you know I've got a rather low register so I figure mm-hmm. I'm gonna be singing some low th- no <laughs> oh no yeah. I'm singing soprano because you know I mean well it was low <laughs> before I started working with them yeah, but I mean yeah, you know yeah. they were down and down in the basement <laughs> so yeah soul. so it's like okay I guess I'll, I guess I'll sing up here. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I saw Alakande in the summertime. Boy, mm. oh, that was beautiful. Mm. And y'all were just at the top, mm. top form. Because yeah, mm. we just have fun. Mm. We just simply have fun. But it's been going a few years now, too. Mm. And, and, and where, where it is right now, mm. it's just beautiful. Just yeah, we've had six years as Alakande. Wow, mm. how about that? 12. Spread joy, yeah. Spread, spread joy. Yeah. Spread joy yeah. Keep spreading it. Yo. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to yeah. Joan Ashley. Joan Ashley, sister. Joni. Love ya. <laughs> oh, man. And Tracy and Susan. Oh, yeah. Tracy and uh, Susan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, 
All right. Well, maybe let's let's play a little bit more music. We have this beautiful Women of the Calabash album. I have some of her recordings from um, the Jambalaya All-Stars, too. Have you guys heard that stuff? No. Oh, maybe something you haven't heard. This is something she did, uh, I think, last year. Hmm. Yeah. Let's check it out. Okay. I have two. F- Great. Yeah, and I'm, 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 when she came to the show, um, she played the stuff she did with Paul Simon as well. I'm not sure which song that is. I know it's the Rhythm of the Saints album. Oh, but I wasn't aware of that. You didn't what know that? Album. Did you know that she met four presidents? Yeah. That's that in her bio. Me. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> that, yeah. All right, let's check. Let's take a listen what she was up to. Thank you. 
We're playing the music of Madeline Yayo Deli Nelson. Um, we're just we just heard two tracks from the Jambalaya All Stars. Well, we're going to now listen to her tracks that she did with Paul Simon on the Rhythm of the Saints album. Uh, I'm in the studio here with uh, Marsha Perry Starks, Giancarlo Luigi, uh, Dana Hanchard, Karen Calder, and Lumide, and we're celebrating the life and music of Madeline Yayodeli Nelson.
All right. That was music from Alakande, the Funky Six. Maybe, should we comment on that for a second? We have some two members of Alakande here. Karen Calder is here, and, and Marsha Perry Starks is here. Dana Hancher's here. Um, Lumide is in the building. Baba Don is on his way. Oh, Baba cool. Don is on his way. Giancarlo Luigi is here. We're Let's celebrating uh, the life of Madeline Yayo Deli Nelson. Let's give her a hand. Yeah, yeah Yayo. Thank you. Thank you, Yayo. Love you. <laughs> Good idea. Wow. Yeah, she lived life to the fullest. What, what's the one one takeaway you got? Well, I like to start with Giancarlo because oh, he's man, so quick on his take feet. One take, you know. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you what I was just thinking about. I keep thinking about so getting a Shakespeare class and be like, "Yo, oh, this is amazing, right?" And then getting home and like forgetting everything. I was like, "Oh, what about I do?" And she, I remember, she made a point. Every she's like, "Call me." She she's saying, "Call me. I'll sing you the rhythms." And you can play them. And this is back in the era of telephones, not cell phones. Telephone. I mean, there were cell phones, but you know, I remember calling her on the telephone. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, what was that rhythm? What was the second part? And what was the other side of that rhythm? I got one. What's the other one? What's the third? Because it'd be layers of rhythms. And she'd sing it to me. And and she had me play for her. It's like, no, nah, she's singing. She sing, keeps singing it. So giving, so so invested. It's a it's a grace. It's grace. It's a grace of teacher to mm. to bring light <laughs> to allow the student to illuminate, <laughs> find you know, find music, find and hold on to it. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that's one of the takeaways. <laughs> I have a similar um, experience, but this was involving the Embira. Mm. And, whoa, boy, you think the shake away was tricky. <laughs> um, trying to get the melody correct with the Embira. Mm. And mm-hmm. I remember she had a way, she wrote out this particular song using number, you know, like yeah. numbers from center. Yeah, her notation, her and beer notation. She had a notation, and I remembered going away, going to Virginia, and sitting down with that piece of paper in my Embira, and I was able to pick out the rhythm and kind of hold on to it and learn it. And it was just like such an amazing, it was an amazing thing to be able to have been given this gift to get a piece of music out, get it into my hands, into my body, so that I could then play it. Mm. So, yeah, those, those things are, are invaluable to a student. Mm. Yeah, she, had a, what, she was a master teacher because she mm-hmm. really understood that you don't, people only learn when they're receptive, when they're open, mm. when they're playful. That's when you learn. So any time you left there, you know, people were alive. You were a little bit more alive. Yes. And because you were learning something. And you know you were, you know that you were. And you weren't necessarily sure what you were learning. But what you thought you learned, you also knew that you were learning something else. Because there was just a whole air around. 
mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it was a real feeling of abundance, and it was done in humility, in a profound humility. And that's what she taught, I think. And that's, it was interesting to watch some of the younger people come in, because there's a different type of um, present, you know, it's today, it's presenting yourself, and you got to present yourself in, in a few minutes or a few seconds, you know, in a sound mm-hmm. bite or in a, and there's a type of bravado that really doesn't work if you're going to do music sincerely. Mm-hmm. And so she really teaches from the ground up what you need. And it's a basic attitude, it's a feeling, and it's relationship, relationship with the instrument, relationship between you and your body, relationship between you and the universe, mm-hmm. relationship with, with you and the teachings that come. Mm-hmm. From from the music, yeah. you know, com- com- mm-hmm. community, uh, right? Uh, the way that the context of the music in in the context of community, and she, how I I feel like that was another of her teachings that her the the importance of the fabric of community, each of the members of the community having a voice, dancing, dancing with the music, putting the music in your body, walking with the music, with shakere, singing. Uh, and all of these things were, you know, legacy. And this is stuff that mm-hmm. exists even in the land here, right mm-hmm. here. And that's what she brought out, mm. you know. Boy. Yeah, you know, what I'm hearing is it's like, at first, you know, I, I felt like my answer was going to be that my takeaway was that humility and, and mastery can can coexist you know in a person but now i'm almost hearing that the humility is the mastery mm. you know and 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 when your music is intended to be communal that releases the whole ego element you know mm. it's not about that and um you know maybe and and when you're building instruments <laughs> yourself that's gonna that's gonna give you an organic relationship with the tone and the feel that's that's different than if you you pick pick it up from the most expensive maker in the world they're the best you know it seemed like she she had a real organic connection with things and with people that was unforced Mm -hmm. i remember some of my greatest joys is making her laugh when I play. Like if if I if I you can make high, she go ha ha. She had this like yeah, <laughs> this deep. Uh, <laughs> I can't even do it. It's so deep. Ha ha. I don't know. It's not right, but <laughs> she when you when you make her laugh when when you're playing that was, that was mm, a delight. Yeah, yeah. her smile. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Two Ooh. things just came to me. You were talking about a class, mm. and I will say the main thing that I recall um, being in her class was so you're learning these basic rhythms, you know, whatever it is that you could handle, mm-hmm. and we would sing R and B. Yes, I'm saying. You know why not? Yeah. You know we're doing you know some rhythm. She goes tonight, the night. And we just, we jamming, you know, like, okay, you start singing, I'm with you. <laughs> all of that, all of that, for sure. Were you still loving tomorrow? Did I say that earlier? <laughs> yeah, 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 all right, absolutely. all right. Absolutely. The other thing that just kind of, you know, we're having, you know, 
little thoughts and stuff, and it just hit me, you know, this flash I had. She and I were, <laughs> I don't know why it was just she and I in her living room. I don't remember why. But we were trying to work out this move, I guess you could say. So she had a shake array, and I had a shake array. And we were practicing. One of us would, 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 would toss theirs high, oh and the God. other one would toss oh, it low. No. So we were, we were, oh, we're tossing oh, and catching. God. Come on. That's living on the edge, man. We were working it out. Oh, I'm serious. Oh, we were working no, that out. She used to throw out. the sugar up in the air. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, so, no, I, no. I had no, no doubt. Oh, my God. That was, she, I, oh. that was her thing. You know, no, I know. This was this was like, you over there, and I'm over here, no. and I'm going to I'm gonna. <laughs> Send this flying to you in a way that it's not going to tumble. No. It's going to stay like that so you can catch it. And she's going to do it low. We, we were working that out. Mm. <laughs> I remember, you know, from Puerto Rico. A long time ago. And, um, you know, Yayo, again, so graceful. She's regal. She had this regal thing about you. Amidst her humor and her openness and childlike wonder and all this stuff. But, um. And I remember when I first met her, I was getting really into rumba, you know, and, and I still am and love rumba. And I remember Yayo didn't, she was in one of the rhythms that moved her from Cuba. I was like, oh man, okay, that's, that's a surprise, you know. But then, but even though she did guaguanco, gourd guanco, right? She did a gourd guanco. Okay, so she did dig right. it. But, but um, mm -hmm. you know, she loved uh, son, Cuban mm. son. And I remember dancing Cuban son with her real low she had this like slow dance man that's really that's when you know yeah you know how deep how deep yeah you'll feel the music we had a lot of fun oh man oh man what a joy. <laughs> well, here. We played some funky stuff. I this this is a really touching one. And this is uh, you'll 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 agree. This is this 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 sums up another side of her music to me. Okay. This is from the Kwanzaa album. Oh. Oh, 
a chant from the Nigerian Yoruba tradition. Oshun is the deity associated with love, wealth, culture, lakes, and rivers.
You're listening to WKCR 89.9 FM New York and WKCR.org, WKCR HD1. My name is David Ellenbogen. We're uh, paying tribute to the life of Madeline Yayodeli Nelson. We're going to do some live performance soon. And we got some really uh, special musicians in the house. Lumide is here. Dana Hanchard, Karen Calder is here. Marsha Perry Starks is here. And um, just joining us now is Baba Don. Great hey, to have hey. you, Baba Don Eaton. Glad to be here. Yeah. Yeah, man, it meant a lot to me. I just found out about it a few hours ago. So. Oh, wow. It's kind of, you know, surprise, a shock. But she had a great spirit, uh, very lovely, gentle uh, spirit about her. Always easy, and a, a talent. I mean, it was part of the singing and uh, her skills to make shaker rays. It was so good. Cause I used to make shaker rays until I met Marilyn. Then I said, "Well, <laughs> I don't have to do that anymore." <laughs> I said, "Marilyn, yeah, I'll tell you, you uh, I got some gourds for you." I said, "Okay, all right, all right." So I bought one of her gourds. Kind of, kind of got beaten up and traveled, but uh, it still does its thing. And uh, you know, her spirit is with that gourd. And and you met her back when? Oh, you know, I don't have a memory for that. Okay. This is like the 1980s, somewhere okay. there. You know, maybe even earlier, really. Wow. You know, I guess it was during the time I was getting involved in the, the, the scene, so to speak. Uh, around 78, 79, around that time. Right. So that was just when she was starting Women of the Calabash. Yeah, I kind of remember that point when she was starting. You know. Mm. Yeah, my memory doesn't, you know, it's not like it used That's to be. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of things aren't like they used to be. <laughs> I mean, I try to forget certain things. <laughs> right. <laughs> So time be moving on, boy. Like, oh man, that's it. I got anyway. <laughs> so, Marsha, you know, a few people who couldn't make it sent sent some sentiments, and and I think yeah, I was you can share them. Sending texts to lots of folk, and you know, they responded, and some had some some specific things to say. Um, I thought it would be worth sharing. They didn't ask me to share, but I think it's fine. Yeah. Um, the first room is from uh, our dear brother, Ayodele Makeru, uh, guitarist, banjo, and many other instruments. Uh, he said, um, I can't be there, but would like to share a powerful moment when Yayodele on Shakeray, the late Fred Ho on baritone sax, and I, Ayodele uh, Makeru on banjo, marched together with other musicians down Broadway in Lower Manhattan yes. to honor those Africans buried under the streets. Um, and I had responded to him, uh, Women of the Calabash did the same walk up Broadway when the ancestors' remains were returned to New York City from D.C. to be interred at the African burial ground. I saw, later, I saw video footage of us at the New York Historical Society. 
It was just on the wall, like, that's us. <laughs> One of those things. <laughs> and he um, um, summarized his um, thoughts this way. Another ancestral angel serenades us from the heavens. And that was from our brother. Ashe. Ashe, Ashe. Um, from another dear brother of the Shaker Ray and many other instruments, Aqua John Beal. So sorry to hear this news. I took Shakeray lessons first with David Coleman, then with Chief Bay, and then with Madeline. David gave me the rudiments, Chief Bay gave me the cultural foundation, and Madeline gave me the wings mm. to fly. She played and taught with a soaring joy of life and music. Um, from another dear friend, uh, hopefully she's listening, Aisato Begrisha. She said of Madeline, her presence will be greatly missed in so many venues. Rest well, my queen. And my husband, Darnell J. Starks, who's a bassist, called me and, and said, I sent you a text, I want you to say something. Mm -hmm. And he said, she had a warm heart and a great smile that will be missed. The ancestors will warmly welcome her home. Ashe. Hmm. Ashe, Ashe. I'm glad someone mentioned that smile. That is. Yeah, she had that. Well, we're gonna we're gonna play some music. We're gonna uh, okay. transition so live in the studio. We'll see what happens, and uh, I'll put on a little bit more of her music f as we transition over there. And um, yeah, stay tuned. We're celebrating the life of Madeline Yayodeli Nelson here on WKCR FM New York.
was music from the Kwanzaa album, Women of the Calabash. Right now, uh, people are playing Shaker Ray live in tribute to Madeline Yayodeli Nelson. I have to run and grab some cables. <laughs> it's only going to take me uh, five seconds to unplug things, plug them back in, and then we'll cut to that live performance. Stand by. All right, we're going to cut go into the WKCR studio.
Tribute Amen. to Yayo Dele Nelson. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did she make all these shaker rings? Yeah. All right. Well, we are still on the radio, so maybe you guys play, play something else. Yeah, yeah, okay.
Yeah, pumpkin, pumpkin party. Sending you love, brother Ron. It's a big, it's a big community out there. Yeah, celebration of Madeline Iyayo de la Nelson. Bye, bye, Tony. All right, so uh, we'll go back to some music from uh,
this through traffic Anger and no one can heal it Shoves a little bump to the momentum It's just a little lump but you feel it in the In the creases and the shadows Of a rattling deep emotion The cool, cool river Sweeps the wild, wide ocean Yes, boss, the government handshake Yes, boss, the crusher of language Yes, boss, Mr. Stillwater The face at the edge of the bank with the
This concludes uh, just about two and a half hours of music celebrating the life of Madeline Yayodeli Nelson. We lost another titan of music, Randy Weston. I'm going to play uh, our, my interview with him. Uh, if you enjoy it, it's all on nycradiolive.org. I'm going to just drop the needle in the middle here somewhere. 
Randy Weston here on WKC. Seven years. Well, what, one thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, the, with the Nawa music, or Nawa music, you, 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 have, you find out that you have a color associated with you, right? How, how, how that, could you describe that experience, how you discovered your, your color? Well, it made me very humble to realize that we come out of, out of a great, great tradition, Africa. Yeah. It's like uh, when, when you go to the black, black church, for example, when you hear that music in the black church and it gets very strong, you become very humble because you realize, hey, that's mom and pop. Yeah. Right. We can only learn from them because some people have the impression you can take traditional music and make it better. No way. You can't make traditional music better. You can only learn from traditional music and take what you need and respect the music and maybe create, you know. You'll never be another Duke Ellington. Impossible. Duke created so much, but but from Duke I learned certain things. From Monk I learned certain things. Nat King Cole I learned certain things. But see, but you never because these are our masters. Like the Creator set these people down to give us strength, to give us courage, and to give us a way of surviving in very, very difficult conditions. You see. So the music is very, very important all over the world, but it came out of Africa. And that's why you have so many diverse rhythms and diverse colors and diverse stuff because the continent itself is diverse. Right. Yeah. And, and maybe, maybe I didn't express the question very well. Um, but there, I think you wrote the tune Blue Moses, and you said that during a ceremony with the Nawi, you discovered that your color was blue. So what what was going on there during that the ceremony? traditional Ganawa ceremony? Yeah, yeah. And but those things you can't describe in words. It's like music; you can't describe music in words. You can try to describe music in words, but music is magic. It's magic, the magic of nature. And in Africa, the the music comes out of the, the nature of Africa. It comes out of that because Africa is so rich in, in nature. That's why we call Africa. The, the continent of art. And this continent has been feeding the planet for years, centuries, with rhythms and sounds and colors, but nobody respects the place of origin. They don't do that, you see. But my life has been so rich because I was able to go to the continent. I've been 18 countries in Africa. I've always looked for the elders. So when you asked me before about the recording I did with Ganawa, we did, me and myself and Abdel al the first Ganawa, we went all over Morocco to look for the oldest musicians we could find. You see, and that's how we grew up in Brooklyn. We went with the oldest people we could find because they have certain secrets that young people don't know up until today. You see, 